the sounds of summer. Can it get any better? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Discover the intuitive technology of the Lexus Hybrid lineup. Explore the possibilities of a Lexus at the Golden Opportunity sales event. Now through September 6th. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia here and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. This week's episode of Age of Heroes. Welcome if you are watching this through YouTube. Welcome if you are listening through different platforms, iTunes, Spreakers, uh, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, AHA Radio. All of them. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for taking the time to watch this or to listen to this. Uh, it's important to me to know that there's someone out there that is paying attention to what I have to say. And to be honest with you, at, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, I would say that the reason why I do this podcast is not necessarily because I'm looking for attention. I love to share how I feel in, in my heart, you know, whether some people agree with it or disagree with it, because ultimately you cannot make people happy. And that should be the goal in everything in life. That's something that I have learned and I'm still learning because I, in some ways I'm a, a people's pleaser. I've always been the type of person that like to please others. And I'm learning not to worry so much about what people think or what they want. And there's something that has been, it's taken time. It has take, taken me time to really get to that place where I'm just doing what I feel in my heart to do without any attachments, just being myself and expressing myself and sharing how I feel about things, whether people accept it or not. And that is a balance. It's a challenge there. And I'm telling you, there's times where, and sometimes I have to have that conflict, even on my channel where, where I just share my opinion about a lot of things. And then of course, once in a while, once in a blue moon, it's often, it happens. I get people that they're disagreeing with me. And of course, a lot of times people online, they, when they disagree with something, they just spit it out. They just don't have any filter or tact to say certain things. And to be honest with you, I'm the type of person that I just don't like that type of interaction. If you come at me, technically calling me um, in some way, whether you not, don't say it that way, but it sound, sounds like it, like calling me an idiot for expressing my opinion, then of course you're going to get the same force back. You're going to get the same response in return. And sometimes you're, you know, it's going to even be worse. You're not going to like it. I'm not saying that I agree with that. I'm not saying that I support that type of behavior, but in some ways I'm like that. I'm, I'm very, I'm feisty. I'm, I'm feisty. That's what my wife says. Because, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I believe that we all have difference, differences of opinion, and that's fine. I think friends can differ in a lot of things, and that's the way it is. You know, there's over 5 billion people in the world, and everyone thinks differently. So everyone has an opinion. So, But the way you approach other people should be always with respect. There's always going to be disagreement. There's always going to be difference in the way we see things. And that that's what really makes life so interesting. Because if every, everyone you know loves vanilla, if everybody was a fan of chocolate, then we would live in a very boring world. I love vanilla. I'm telling you, I love vanilla. But at the same time, it's good when you go to a place where there's a lot of different things. Because that way, people have options. And that really showcases that life is very different. That's the beauty of life. That life presents itself in so many different ways 
and there's so much beauty out there not only when you see at nature and you see the difference in the animals and the birds and they're all so different and the trees and the plants and the sky and the regions there's so much difference there's the biodiversity that exists everywhere but at the same time as humans even though we may look alike in some ways depending on our race and ethnicity we are very different and it's good to you know i would say to to praise that to embrace the difference and to be able to express ourselves without feeling that we're going to get the backlash because we're sharing our opinion and it's, you know we, everyone is going to have an opinion at the same time it's important that we are tactful and that we are careful on what we say and how we say it that's just the way it is because it's always going to create some response i think unfortunately we live in a time where people don't have that ability to engage with others the the same way that people used to do it probably a few years back i feel that people don't have the skills the human skills the human interaction skills unfortunately a lot of young people don't to really engage with people and not saying that back in the day everything was awesome you know <laughs> to be honest there's a lot of things that were not awesome back in the day and we're still evolving you know changing as a society but at the same time, there were some good things that we can take from the past that we can apply today, even in the way we communicate with others. That's important. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Well, after that kind of intro that I wasn't actually expecting to share here, uh, you know, things come out. That's the reason I, I love the podcast, because I just express myself with, you know, and sometimes things that I wasn't expecting to talk about, they just come out. And, you know, you take it as, you know, a face value, whether you like it or not. I'm, it's just me. I'm just sharing how I feel. But today I want to talk about something that to me was very interesting. You know, as if you follow my main channel, you know that this week I review finally the Batman, and there's so much that I can take out of that film. I definitely, it was an interesting film. I loved it. At the same time, I wasn't impressed with it in some instances, some things. I think it's a great, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an a spectacle in itself. The cinematography is amazing, and I think Matt Reeves was phenomenal as a director on this film. It really encapsulated the essence of Batman in a really nice way, and I think. Patterson did a phenomenal job as the Batman. And there's so many good things that, you know, we can dissect the film. And I, I was thinking about kind of talking about it in the podcast. That's the reason I'm talking today. And dissect some of that. But to be honest with you, there's so much to dissect that it would take more than just an hour just to go through all of it. And perhaps it will take many episodes to go through. And I'm sure some people are already making episodes and podcasts about it. You know, and I don't want to just be another number in the large number of people talking about the film. But there's something that caught my eye. And of course, if you follow social media, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be all these different polls. And there's a poll that was uh, done by IGN. And IGN, for some reason, IGN started, you know, it's been doing it for years, of course, but started as a game, a gaming website. And of course, now they do entertainment and they do all sorts of things. They want to kind of be involved in everything. You know, they, they technically just getting a lot of clickbait online. You know, whatever you go, you follow, I follow IGN for years. I remember when it was just a small website, which is a small YouTube channel. And 
you know, now, of course, they are everywhere, Twitter, Facebook. And of course, I follow them there. And, you know, they constantly always regurgitating some some things is always bringing some of the stuff people are talking about create that controversy and the conversation all of that and to be honest with you it's it's fun i'm not saying that it's not it's fun to kind of go through all those different posts and people unfortunately a lot of times people are just arguing with each other about the opinions and this was in regards to a poll in regards to which one was the best batman the best live action batman of all time and of course every time there's a new movie particularly a Batman movie, there's always going to be those type of polls and the type of conversation, who is the best Batman, who did it better? And of course, at the end of the day, it's just opinion. And these polls, they're not really objective. You know, we got to be honest with you. Because if you ask the people, because there's been so many variations of Batman over the years, and if you go only to your viewers, in this case, IGN viewers, which are not many, you know, there's many people that follow IGN, but it's a particular, uh, I would say, group of people, a particular generation that follows IGN. So technically, a lot of millennials follow IGN. People of a certain age are not going to follow it. So it limits the number of people you ask the question. You know, not everyone follows IGN. So yes, they can ask hundreds or thousands of people, but it's the crowd, or in this case, the people that engage with IGN, they're going to answer. Not everyone does. I will tell you, I follow because... You know, I've been following IGN forever, but to be honest with you, IGN doesn't really cater to my needs in many ways. You know, I just still follow because I still remember back in the day over, what, 10, 15 years ago, watching their uh, reviews. That was the reason why I was there, just watching the game reviews. But they cater more into an audience now where it's technically, you know, the young generation, you know, people in their 20s, you know, probably even younger than that. And perhaps some people in their 30s, but I'm in my 40s, you know, <laughs> I'm a generation X, I'm not a millennial. So it doesn't cater to me. So when you ask certain people, of course, they're going to answer whatever is new. And there's, of course, there's those differences there. And, and there's always going to be the back and forth between one group and the other. So in this video, in this podcast, this episode today, I really want to kind of dissect, in my opinion, of course, again, this is my opinion, who I consider to be the best Batman. We're going to concentrate pretty much on everything that has been a, for, you know, since the beginning of the, the movies of the Batman. There's some movies, of course, that I'm not going to really consider much because, you know, I didn't grow up in the 40s. So I'm not going to be able to tell you anything about the original Batman film or the first Batman film in 1943 by Lewis Wilson. I really don't know much about Lewis Wilson. You know, I watched the film, you know, the series. I, I have watched it because it's a 15 mini, kind of like a mini series, 15 different episodes. But it was a very different tone. It was a totally different thing with Batman. And also you have the 1949 Robert Laurie. He portrayed and the Batman and Robin, also serious, serialized a movie. And there are a couple of things that were taken out of those. You know, this is the thing. One thing we can say, they did have an impact back in the 40s because some of the stuff that they produced in those series were taken out and applied into the comics. For example, the look of Alfred, for example. You know, it was totally different before the movies. And because of the portrayal, people love the portrayal of Alfred. The actor was, uh, in this case, representing Alfred. They applied the same look, the very slim look with the tiny little mustache. They apply it into the comics. Also, the, the, the use of the Batcave, that was something that was introduced. The secret passage to the Batcave, all of those things were elements that were taken from that series and actually went in, into the comics. And of course, now we, for us, are 
just part of the, the pretty much the mitos of the Batman, which is interesting. So yeah, they did have an impact. But when you look at that back in those years, you're talking about maybe your grandparents still remember, maybe some of your grandparents remember the, the series and some of them, perhaps they have some fun memories of it, but they, many of that generation, many of the people in that generation are no longer here. So to be honest with you, it doesn't have as much impact. So we're going to really start, in my opinion, from the 60s and we're going to go on. But before we get into my what I consider the best, and we're going to go by 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 generation, by, by who was first and all of that, I want to really take you, in this case, to, uh, so we can look at this. And that's the reason I'm here on, on Facebook. I want to show you this because this is what has created controversy, of course, on Twitter and on Facebook. But they, they, they run a poll. I try to find the website, in this case, the link to to the, the site where they were doing the polling and asking the questions, I couldn't find it. So I really don't know how they did it. To be honest with you, it's kind of, this type of polls are always tainted because they only ask a particular type of people. Not everyone has access to this poll. So, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. Poll results, it says, and of course the controversy is there. It says best movie Batman. And 44.4% of people, of the people that participate in this poll, say that Christian Bale is the one that is the best Batman. 38.5% put Robert Patterson uh, on the second place. Now, 9.5% says other. And I don't know what that means with other. You know, I don't know who's the other that they consider. And then you have 7.5% Michael Keaton. Those are the pretty much the four at the top. For some reason, and people, I, I kind of give them the right to complain. They were complaining that in this case Ben Affleck wasn't included on this on this that it was not at the top at the same time these are the four at the top so maybe Ben Affleck was at the bottom and you know what many people love Ben Affleck so a lot of people out there they consider Ben Affleck a great Batman uh, I will say in some way I, I do agree that there are a couple of things there and I'm going to explore that in a moment and, but, you know, I'm not saying that he's the greatest. I'm going to tell you how I feel about Ben Affleck in, in this episode. But, uh, you know, this is just the list that they did. And, of course, you know, of course, it's going to create controversy because no one is going to be ever happy about any of these polls. One, people are going to feel dissatisfied. Some people are going to feel disappointed and, of course, hurt by it. Other people are going to be happy with it. It's just the way it is. You can never please everyone. But, you know, one thing that I will say, another thing that I, that they use this, and I'm going to take you to this other picture. If you're looking and watching this on YouTube, I will have the link in the description for those who are listening to the podcast. So you can look at this different uh, pictures here on IGN. But what I'm looking here, it says that the movies, uh, the on this, who, which are the best from, you know, from the bottom to the top in this list, they're saying the number one is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight wins as the best Batman movie of all times. Followed by The Batman, second place. Now, the third place is for Batman Begins. Fourth place is Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm, which is a phenomenal animated film. The number five is Batman, the 1989 Batman film, the Tim Burton's film. Now, number six is Batman Returns. Number seven, the Lego Batman movie, which, in my opinion, I, it is a Batman movie. not necessarily a movie that I consider... At the same category, some of the movies that is going to surpass here in the list. On number eight, you have Batman, the movie, the 1966 movie, the Adam West movie, which is a classic. Number nine, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Of course, people are really hurt by this one because they love this one. Number 10, Batman Forever. Number 11, The Dark Knight Rises, which in my opinion, I feel that this movie deserves to be in a much better position. I love The Dark Knight Rises, and I know people prefer The Dark Knight, but I prefer The Dark Knight Rises over The Dark Knight. That's just, of course, my opinion. Number 12, Batman and Robin. 
Number 13, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And number 14, Justice League Theatrical Cut. Which, yeah, it, at the same time, it's kind of like a double whammy right there for Zack Snyder. None in 14, you know, it should be considered the same way. We, we, we can forget about the theatrical cut and just simply give it to the Zack Snyder just because that's the complete package right there. So pretty much that is what, you know, people are saying. Again, I will have the link for those who, who would like to, to watch this, are interested in watching this. But, I, you know, I got to be honest with you. It's interesting. Those, this type of polls are always interesting because they are never, never accurate in a lot of things. They're not really facts there. Of course, it's just opinion. You ask people. And in this case, the people that follow or they're close or they have some type of relationship with IGN that they can kind of participate in this type of polls. And they're going to kind of share their opinion. But to be honest, the vast majority of the people around the world, they're not going to be able to participate here. So ultimately, these are very limited. And one thing about Times New York, because sometimes, you know, this is a, the difficult thing about polls. The polls, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a particular type of group of people that follow you or they, they share something in common, they're always going to share the same view. So that kind of is going to really put the results on one sided, you know, they're going to be one sided because they're going to be on one side more than the other. They're not as plural, you know, they're not pluralistic. So the problem with those type of polls is that because they're so limited, you know, most people are in some ways is going to affect the results in the end. It's going to be just reflective. There's some biases that are included in the whole thing. And at the same time, you know, let's be honest, we all have our biases, you know, that's just the, a matter of life. You and I, we have biases. And of course, whatever we share, how we feel about things is just a personal opinion. An opinion is not fact, but at the same time, it's our facts. You know, those are the facts that we agree on, or we believe in. And that's the reason why we, we think one thing is one person, one character, one actor is better than the other. Ultimately, it's just a matter of opinion. We're doing this for fun. And I'm going to share how I feel about the things here. Now, I do agree with some of the instances of the stuff that was said there on the poll. I will tell you this. I, I will say that some of the I, I do love Bale as at the top. I do consider him a much better Batman. At the same time, he had the opportunity to film three films. Robert Pattinson has only done one film. So so far, it's kind of hard to really give him the place. And I, at the same time, I think the movie was good. But there were some aspects of his persona, his characterization here that wasn't as good. And I feel that some other actors have done it better. So we're going to discuss that. So, of course, like I mentioned earlier, we're not considering the 1940s series or movies, you know, because unfortunately, that's just way too far, you know, back in the day. I'm going to start with the 1966 uh, TV show, the series, but also the movie that came out of it. With Adam West. Now, I am a Generation X person. You know, I grew up, I was born in 1978. And of course, you know, my memories of the late 70s are just vague. You know, I was just a little baby. But I do remember the 80s. And growing up as a kid, I grew up in, you know, watching the reruns as a kid. It was my, my father grew up watching the show. So my father was a big fan of Batman and, and the TV series. So to me, watching the TV series was like, life you know and watching the film was also important my memories have always been with adam west and i know a lot of times you know people you know put this as a campy tv show and the campy movie and you know in some ways you know that was you know they a lot of people think about it the campiness of the show but at the same time as uh, growing up as a child in the early 80s it was an interesting time and definitely Batman was a big part of it. Of course, we also have the animated series, the Super Friends and the Batman, the Superman Hour, all those things. So these shows were important, but 
to me, my early memories of the Batman, you know, besides, of course, the cartoons and besides the comics, where, you know, what it was really watching, watching Adam West portraying the character. And yes, there was a lot of campiness, but as a kid, it was fun. It was a fun TV show. You know, it had that, you know, the charisma in some ways of the show. There was a lot of things that were good there. And I will tell you something. You haven't watched the Batman film. There's a couple of Easter eggs in the new Batman film that came that come from this. And one of them, I can share this with you. If you already watched the film, I'm, I'm guessing you already did. Like, for example, uh, one of the scenes when Alfred, of course, he gets this bomb and explodes on him and all that. But when you look at the office and you see that fun ringing, well, in this case, when the... Um, in this case, uh, Bruce Wayne is calling, turn, trying to save Alfred. The phone that, it, you know, that is there is the phone from the TV show. And to me, that was like, oh, wow, this is from the TV show. And then you see the room, the way it was set up, the clock on the side, which is the entrance to the Batcave. And then you see the bus that has always been there on the, it was on a big part of the show. It's there. And to me, that was like an Easter egg. Amazing. Of course, people that, We'll miss that because they didn't grow up, watched the TV show, but I did. And to me, that was so gratifying to see because it's still honoring the importance of that TV show. It really had a great impact. You know, it made a lot of fans, uh, a lot of people that did not read the comics become fans. You know, from the 60s, the 70s, and as a kid, you know, my first memories of Batman started watching that show. So I was a big fan. I was hooked to the show. And of course, you go into the comics as a kid. And of course, it's very different, darker, of course. But you are a big fan because you have that entry point. So it was impactful. And Adam West was that image for years, for years of the Batman, of course, Batman and Robin. And all these characters, you know, they, pretty much the gallery of supervillains, you know, the, the, in this case, Romero as the Joker and, you know, Catwoman. And you also had, you know, the Riddler and all these characters, the Penguin, all these characters were so important. And they were in so many ways part of the comics as well so it is a great it was a great time to me as a kid in the 80s i loved it so to me adam west it, even though it might not be as the batman that we see or that have read in the comics over the years of course it's totally different i still feel that it has such an impactful presence you know even up to this day the impact that he has you know the richness that he has and that has given you know so to me adam west deserves you know a good place also in a consideration as a very iconic batman now, following that, of course, in the 80s, after all this, you're watching the, the, the shows, of course, we're reading the comics, all of that. But I think there was a tr an intent of, during the, six, the 70s and the 80s to go on the darker tone for Batman. But because a lot of the studios were not accepting, you know, they were, to them, they couldn't see it because the only image they have of Batman, of course, is the Adam West show. They couldn't accept it. So there was no, they couldn't green light a lot of this idea as a concept of going to the darker tone and the darker side of the Batman. But until 1989, when Warner Brothers, of course, with Tim Burton, created the what is now the iconic Batman film. And when you look at that, you look at Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton, I'm telling you, he definitely personified a very different Batman. A brooding Batman, too. You know, a Batman that was more on the darker side a Batman that also killed, and uh, it was darker. Of course, the 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 suit was very different, was you know very unique. The style, the gothic style, uh, Burton style, was something very different. 
and it's such a phenomenal the batmobile was extremely stylized you know stylized and it was different you know everything that he included in this 1989 film it really changed the way we approach it and made people even bigger fans of the batman and of course connected with the comics to the point that even the comics have to kind of adapt into that film and even bring that even darker tone even in the design of the film it was it was a really a time changer of course then we have batman returns and the you know we have more um of those villains coming in play of course catwoman with you know this is the thing catwoman it, you always seen catwoman as, as a pretty much a brunette you know just a person with dark hair and all of a sudden you see the new catwoman michelle pfeiffer now as a blonde which was very different, but was very unique and very stylized. And a lot of people love the design. Of course, the penguin with Danny DeVito. But I will tell you, Michael Keaton really personified in a good way. And I will, I gotta be honest with you. What I, to me, I like the most about him is like he was a really good Batman, not necessarily a good Bruce Wayne. I wasn't crazy about his Bruce Wayne. I had never considered him like a really a handsome guy. I don't think he is. But, you know, and he's not that tall either. So definitely he was uh, on the shorter side. So he had to, you know, to use the, you have this little platform on his shoes so he can look taller. But I think when he personified the Batman and the look and he was there, you know, it was very stylized. The whole concept was stylized. And to be honest, it, it plays really good. But I will say Bruce Wayne was not the, the strength of that series of those movies. And of course, that brought other, you know, after the, the, after he left, Michael Keaton didn't want to continue on. You have Val Kilmer who did Batman Forever. And I would say Val Kilmer has always been perhaps one of those actors that has been perhaps not as appreciated, you know, uh, as that. You know, a lot of people love his interpretation of the Batman. And to be honest with you, even the, the suit looks really good. The design, of course, continue with the same concept. It's a bit different. Uh, he looks better, I would, I would say, physically with the suit than Michael Keaton ever did. And, of course, then you have George Looney and Batman and Robin. In my opinion, this is when things kind of decay. But got to be honest with you, remembering the film, I had fun with it. I went to the movie theaters. I have watched all these Batman films in the, 80, the 1989 all the way to the 1997 Batman and Robin. I watched about the movie theater each of those movies. And there was something impactful and beautiful about each movie in, in, the, in its own way. And, of course, Batman and Robin is more colorful more playful some of that can you can say that there's some campiness to it in, in some ways a kind of like a homage also to the 1960s tv show but it was fun you know i think those batmans they had their place you know they have their place but if i have to choose between all of them that they were in that during that season i will say that michael keaton was the most iconic first because he did two films and definitely because he was the one that started the whole idea and definitely the 1989 film is the best film of all of them and i will say follow them by batman returns those are the two best and the other two they're not as good they have their own pl their place but they, they didn't have the opportunity to expand and definitely looney perhaps is the one that suffers the most i like him looney but i never really saw him as the batman myself as an actor i like him as an actor but i never saw him as the batman and although he had more of that look even uh, the look of the batman better than val kilmer for sure and even michael keaton but ultimately, I don't think, you know, the, 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 the story, the, you know, the way it was written, it wasn't, it didn't was powerful enough to really convey a bigger message or to bring him into a, in a better status, you know, among the fans of the film. So this is what it is now. But one the good thing about that Batman story, about the Batman, the 1999 Batman and the popularity of it and Batman Returns is that it allowed for the Batman TV series, the animated series, which in my opinion was phenomenal. 
not only because the the art that really followed the inspiration that took from the films and the Tim Burton style, it also because it brought, in my opinion, one of the best and the most iconic Batmans of all time. Even though this actor, and I'm talking about Conroy, Kevin Conroy, even though he never portrayed the character in, you know, he never acted physically, he was never in a live action. Every thing that I read, every comic that I read from that moment on over the years, in my mind, when I'm thinking, the voice that comes to my mind when I'm reading Batman, it's always Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is, to me, the most iconic voice of the Batman. To me, he's like that. You know, he's good to the point that, I gotta be honest with you, I love Kevin Conroy and I consider him the Batman. He is the Batman, in my opinion, because of his voice. You know, he was so impactful throughout the animated series. You know, through all those years, what was that? Between 1992, 1995. Also, we got the, the, the Mass of the Phantasm, which is the movie that came out in 1993. Phenomenal movie. And, of course, since then, you know, you saw on the, also on the Arkham Asylum trilogy, the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, all of these films. It started, what, the video games started in 2009 all the way to 2016. And in some ways, it hasn't ended. But, you know, the last game came out in 2016, which was actually a continuation of the 2015 uh, uh, game so to me it's like it's always the voice and of course he has done also some uh, animated films and he's been doing the voiceover and to be honest with you it's like to me it's like he is the voice this you know the same same way that i would say hamill is the voice of the joker i will tell you for me conroy is the voice of batman and i consider him the batman and i will continue considering every time i read in my mind reading the batman comics it's conroy the person that I personally consider, it, I just consider him really up there. You know, he's really good. So, you know, this is what it is. But now I will tell you, when Christian Bell came, you know, when when The Batman Begins came out, and to be honest with you, when Batman Begins was announced, I wasn't expecting much of it. I felt, and part of me felt, oh, it's going to be just, they're trying to milk Batman again, you know, as they did in the, in the 90s. But to be honest with you, when the 2005 movie came out, The Batman Begins, I was impressed by Bell. That film is so good. It was it was perfect in every way in the sense of the timing, the introduction of the character, the the way it was introduced, everything, you know, the superhero story, the origin story, all of that, and you know, it, how he moved on, how he transformed into a the kid uh, in this case a teenager that is full of anger into the young man full of anger into a man that is that's willing to take you know, do the ultimate sacrifice. You know, that's the whole thing with the the Dark Knight trilogy. I was impressed by Batman Begins. It was amazing. It was well done, well constructed. And Christian Bale, to me, in that moment on, and I never really saw him as the as the Batman, but he was a phenomenal Bruce Wayne, to be honest. He was a phenomenal Bruce Wayne. And I think even his Batman, yes, the voice was something that people didn't like, the way he's acting the voice. But to be honest, I didn't it didn't offend me. It didn't I felt I didn't feel affected by it. To me, that was a welcome thing. In some ways, because, yeah, it's trying to kind of imitate some of the aspects of that, you know, that you see in the in the comics that he's kind of faking that voice. You know, you, you kind of follow the comics, you know that. But to be honest with you, it didn't sound so good. But of course, some people will prefer not to hear it that way. But this is the thing, like, for example, with Kevin Conroy, when, when you see on the animated series, he's talking and he's talking also as a Batman, as Bruce Wayne. It's like the same voice. If people don't put two or two together, it's because they're stupid. And there's always been the idea that everyone is stupid around Batman, for sure. But, you know, the thing is this. Christian Bale is acting in a different way or trying to act differently. And to me, that was good. Also, the gadgets, the toys, all of those things that, to me, are impactful. Yes, 
the Tumblr is very different than the Batmobile. It's not as sexy as the 1989 Batmobile, but still, it was, you know, even the 1966 uh, Batmobile is uh, sexier, but to be honest, it, it was an idea. It, it really kind of kind of played with the times, you know. Tumblr is it's also a nice addition, and, you know, it has its moments, the tension... They, it has a lot of funny moments as well. There's some comedy in there. It, it's a, it's a well balanced film. It's very entertaining. Yeah, the Dark Knight really kind of amped the the detail. It was darker in tone. Heath Ledger's Joker is always going to be considered one of the best Jokers. Although I, I've never been such a fan of that Joker, his Joker. I, the, the Dark Knight is not my favorite of the trilogy, even though it's the the one that people love the most. I gotta be honest, the one that really finalizes everything and to me is the best. To me, and of course, this is personal opinion, and I'm against. Probably, I'm the only, one of the few that really sees this. But I prefer the Dark Knight Rises over the other two. The Batman Begins is a great intro. I would say the Dark, uh, the Dark Knight, the the Batman Begins is a great intro. The Dark Knight is a great, pretty much middle of the the story. It's unfolding, you know, it's the the crescendo right there. But I will tell you, the Dark Knight Rises was a tremendous ending to the whole thing. It really encapsulated everything that Batman is in the end and brings it in, into a nice ending. That is my opinion. That I prefer endings over just the, the middle ground. You know, that's the reason the same what happened with the Avengers. A lot of people love Infinity War. I do prefer Endgame. Endgame to me is, is the Endgame. I prefer the, you know, how you know people win. I don't like to see people losing. So I feel that ba- the Dark Knight was kind of like that. But I will tell you, regardless of wh- which one is your favorite in the trilogy, I will tell you, the Bale did a phenomenal job as the Batman, but I think mostly as Bruce Wayne. And you can see that. You can see how he was in, he embodied the character in a really nice way. Now, of course, we have Ben Affleck. That started, what, in 2016 with the Snyder version. To be honest with you, the great thing about Affleck is that he has the better look of all the Batmans that we have seen. He looks the part, you know, that's just un- undeniable. He looks the part as the Batman, of course, but he portrayal of the Batman is a more mature Batman. That was the idea, a Batman that is in some ways jaded. That was the concept. But at the same time, it didn't work out so good for Affleck because the way Warner Brothers handle, you know, and definitely Snyder and his way he does things. To me, of course, when you look at the Batman v Superman, I wasn't crazy about Batman v Superman. You know, yes, you know, you got the extended cut or the cut, the director's cut that actually improves a little bit, but I wasn't crazy about the whole concept and the way Batman was portrayed. But of, because I felt that Snyder went too far into the future rather than kind of starting from a start, you know, having a really to dissect or really evolve this character, at least to see people, to people, for people to feel engaged. Because at the same time, people were coming from Christian Bale. You saw the origin story, the evolution of the character, and the end of the character. So people were hoping for Affleck to have the same tone. But no, he went all the way till the end. And of course, using the Dark Knight uh, Returns as the reference. And to me, that was not necessarily the best thing. You know, it really took away from the, the ability for Ben Affleck to really represent a Batman that is growing and is maturing. At the same time, it's understandable. You know, you know, he has a certain look, and he cannot really look younger than what he looks. So they went for the older version of the Batman. But I was never really impressed. And a lot of people love the look. But at the same time, I, I think, and this is, goes back to generational thing, people prefer look rather than story. I prefer, to me, it's all about, not necessarily about the look of someone. To me, it's about the pretty much the content of someone. You know, I am not just impressed by the by designs. I'm not only and I'm not just impressed 
by how something looks if someone looks good portraying certain character because people love this oh this person looks like this so this person is gonna do a better job no i i need substance and i would say that his batman didn't have enough substance for me you know that he tried and i think perhaps when they went with the justice league when this case with sagnatus justice league i felt that there was more that was given and we saw the character in a better light but unfortunately it was a little you know a little too late for that so that was the problem with with his portrayal of the batman i think he had the potential there was potential for a lot of good things the look is great he looks like the batman he definitely looks the part really really well better than anybody else that i gotta give him you know when you look at everybody else the only one that would look better than him is, of course is conroy's designs you know in this case with the animated series but that's animated series isn't a live person or even the arkham games but that's just a design you know there's a gra- you know they make the design for the game but if when you're looking at a person really portraying the part getting in custom getting in, pers- in that persona definitely he he does well but his ben affleck was lacking you know for sure and that's the part where i will say bale has a ba- you know you know better package now of course you know that is just now under what under the bridge you know with him he's gonna reprise his role on the upcoming the flash film and also michael keaton is going to be there which i'm interested to see how that's gonna play out but robert pattison is the new batman of course and i'm telling you like i said on my review i was impressed by his acting however the way he was presented in this story of course you know time can tell because he's still fresh in the job you see a very a very you know as ben affleck is a very jaded batman this is a very moody brooding this is a very emo batman for sure and it's a one tone type of character it's just one singular tone is one tone that's it because he is the character when you look at him that the same way he plays uh bruce wayne is the same way he plays the batman so you don't see a difference between one or the other it's like he's not trying to conceal his secret identity for sure he's not so there were a lot of good things i love about the film cinematographically you know the visuals were amazing but you know, there are a lot of things that I wasn't a fan of the film because, you know, and one of them is I felt that story-wise, we didn't get to see more. Although we saw a psychological Batman, I wanted to see more of the character. And I wanted to feel more engaged and really to be more compelled to feel the way he did. And I think on that, there was a, 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 a pretty much a... That was the shortcoming of the story because you know he is upset about what's happening, but at the same time, you don't really have anything... A backstory the only you have to the backstory that you have of course is what you know from the character but necessarily the the movie presents the the beginning to really understand and feel compelled to you know to really feel the same way that he as he does and i think on that end the dark knight trilogy does a better job because you see very much the killing of the the parents of bruce wayne and how he goes from being a child dealing with the trauma, dealing with all that. You see that in the in Batman Begins, how that is. You see that evolution. You see that character full of anger, changing, transforming, adapting, maturing. And that's something that you are not going to get to see here. And that definitely, perhaps, that's what hurts the film of the story here. However, the, opportunity, the possibilities to expand on the character are there because, of course, this is a young... And you see the movie is long, but at the end of the film, you can see the character changing and at least at, uh, understanding, accepting his place in the world that he of Gotham, understanding that he is there and he makes a difference. I, you can see that there's maturity on that. And of course, how they take that on the next film, and hopefully Warner Brothers doesn't fumble with this idea and they just reboot the whole thing again because you know they 
famous for doing stupid stuff like that. If they don't do that, that'd be fine. Because that way you can expand on the character and you can see the character in a much better light. And, you know, you can see the evolution and definitely the potential for Robert Patterson to be the ultimate Batman is there. Although he's already kind of trailing behind on the way the Bale started as the Batman. Now, coming to the conclusion of this podcast, coming to the conclusion of this episode, I will tell you, there's so much that we can take from this character, from these actors. They have done an amazing job portraying Batman for many, many years. However, that doesn't mean that they have always done it perfectly. I think that there's everyone has shortcomings. You know, you can limit one one over the other, and we're all going to have difference of opinion. You might agree with me or disagree. You know, that's fine. That's the way it is. It's just for fun. We're doing this for fun. But this is my list. This is what I consider the best of the best. If I have to consider, of course, the live actions and all that of everything that has been on film, number one for me, number one on the list. To me, it's going to be Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the Batman for me, the same way that Mark Hamill is the Joker for me. That's the way it is. I love Kevin Conroy. Even though he never acted the part, I think the years that he has done the Batman in the animated series, on the Arkham games, and also in some other animated films, really have showcased the impact that he has. When I read the comics, I don't. there's no other voice in my head than Conroy's voice. So that's the reason to me is number one. And yes, some people say, well, he's not live. You know, he's not the one acting it. Yeah, but at the same time, you re- it requires talent to be a voice actor. So he has done a really fantastic job, whether he has not done the part, man, when you, when I read the comic, when I grab a comic of the Batman, I'm sorry, reading it, it is Kevin Conroy. And I'm telling you, it's going to be until the day I die, it's going to be Kevin Conroy unless something changes. So to me, he's number one. Now, number two for me, this is going to be a very interesting one. I will have to give it, I will say to Christian Bale. I definitely consider Christian Bale a phenomenal Batman, live action Batman. He did such an amazing job as the Batman, in my opinion. Definitely agree with the list of some of them, putting him, of course, above Kevin Conroy, um, because, of course, he never did the live action. But Kevin Conroy, you know, that's the voice, you know. But when we're talking about Bale, he just did a fantastic job. It is a more complete Batman, in my opinion. He did a phenomenal Bruce Wayne, and a really good, a really great Batman. Yes, there are things that were not as good as portrayal, but it's more on the writing part. But the fact that he was able to produce three films and those three films together were brought together really gave us a really classic image of the Batman, in my opinion, in so many ways. Even though the look, might, some people might not agree with the look, I think he, he, he was the whole package and it's going to be hard to beat. Now, number three and on my list, I will say I have to give it to Adam West. Yes, Adam West. Why? Because I grew up with the, 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 the pretty much the TV show in the early 80s and, and the reruns. And to me, that was my early memories of the Batman. And he has a great voice, too. And it was a lot of things that were there. They were, of course, translated also to the, to the you know, there was this connection. To me, that was fun. So Adam West is my third favorite Batman for sure. Now, number four, I had to give it to Michael Keaton for sure. Number four, Michael Keaton. Why? Because to me, Michael Keaton was definitely a a great introduction to the darker tone of Batman into the films, at least in the 1989, of course, onward and until the 90s. You know, then you have, of course, you know, Val Kilmer, all of them follow him. But I will say Michael Keaton really was, when I think about the Batman, the 1999 Batman, when I think about Batman films, this is the one that's going to come to mind, which is, in this case, Batman, uh, the 1999 Batman and also the Batman Returns film. 
Those two are important. Even though he didn't have the look, even though his Bruce Wayne wasn't that great, I think just the sexiness of the the suit that he was carrying, and also how how dif- different it was, and definitely was what they really created. Uh, gave the room for the animated series with Kevin Conroy was the start of Kevin Conroy. I would say it was a great start. So to me, Michael Keaton would be the next one on the list. Now, who will follow? This is a toughie, and I gotta tell you, I will say I'm really looking at Robert Pattinson. Yes, Robert Pattinson. It's fresh into this, but I will tell you, Robert Pattinson has potential. There is potential for Robert Pattinson on this to really be a lot more. Of course, this is early on in the stage here, but definitely they need to work on his Bruce Wayne. And, but the possibility is there. He is fresh into it. It's very popular. The film did really good. He definitely has the part. He can do a good, I think he can do a good Batman. He did a good Batman. And but still, we need time to process. We need, still need time to move forward. So only time can tell. Now there's another one that I can consider here, and the next one on the list will be Ben Affleck. He has the look. He has the best look of all the different Batman's here. But and I gotta be honest with you, I think there were a lot of things. There were a lot of disservice to his character and the way he could have done things here. That ultimately affected his persona. He had the potential to be greater. Not saying that he was a failure, because I know a lot of people are gonna love his look. They're gonna love him as the as the Batman, and he did good. You know, he is. There's some good things. The look is good. Some of the things that he did, some of the actions that he took, some of those things were good. But still, I don't think he's as iconic. He didn't have the opportunity to shine the same way as Christian Bale, or even as Burton. Well, in this case, as Michael Keaton did, or even Conroy of so many years voicing the character. So yeah. To me, that would be the next one on the list. And I will say, just in the end, on this list, I will I would say I will put Val Kilmer over Judge Looney. I think Val Kilmer was better, followed by Judge Looney. They didn't have the opportunity to do more. And then other voiceover actors that I'm not gonna mention here that have done other parts with their, you know, in different video games and also they have done stuff in animated series, all of that. So there's other people doing the voiceover. So that will they will there will be the others in the end for me. I'm telling you, it's it's fun to talk about these things. Of course, you know, we have opinions. My opinion is different than yours. You don't have to agree with it. I don't have to agree with you. But it's fun to have these things. And I think the, the, the important thing, the takeaway of all of this, is that the Batman has been and continues to be an impactful character, not only in comics, but in cinema. And it's amazing that... Batman continues to be the one that is pushing the the character and pushing also the medium into new directions. And it's just the way it is. You know, I feel that it did it in the 1960s movie, 1960s TV show. It has done, did it in the 1989 film. It did it with the Dark Knight uh, trilogy. It has done it also with the Zack Snyder Justice League and the Batman v Superman. They, although there's so much we can criticize, but I think it pushed, the Snyderverse push also in a new direction, the characters, and also now with Robert Pattinson, we see such an amazing film. So there's so much, so much richness, you know, Kevin Conroy and as the anime and animated, animated series, but also in the video games, there's so much richness on this character. And it's amazing. You know, Batman, if you ask me who is my favorite superhero character, I will tell you, I have so many favorite superhero characters, but my favorite superhero character on the DC side is always going to be Batman, the same way as I consider Spider-Man my favorite character or favorite superhero on the Marvel side. You know, it, they're so rich. You know, Batman is so rich and so much they can take out of this character. And definitely they can explore new things and new dimensions, which I hope that they do 
uh, with Patterson now that they can explore other aspects of the Batman. And I think they already started doing it and they did a fantastic job with the Batman. But again, what is your opinion, my friends? What do you think about this? Let me know in the comments below. You're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, you can come to Facebook. You can come to Twitter. You can come to Instagram. Let me know what you think about the podcast, the episode. Let me know what you think about uh, the list. And also share with me your list. Let me know who you think is the best of the best. I would love to have a conversation with you. My friends, God bless you. Take care. And I will talk to you again. Bye-bye.